information is free. The law There is hope. Mummy says don't play with fire. Oh, oh, oh my god. That's hot. But Mummy says it's okay to play everything. Cool. If you don't like them, I'm sure your sister will. Hey, baby, you want to go out? Hi, hi, hello, and hey, hey, and welcome to this week's Pretty The name is Larry, and it's an absolute pleasure being here with you for yet another week of madness. Uh, later on, I'll be talking about, you know, the legalization of shabins in Zimbabwe. And then I asked a question uh, on social media and also on WhatsApp. Uh, is there anything really wrong with faking it? Yeah, we're going to get go there. So anyway, uh, the first thing I'm going to talk about this week, uh, well, let's talk about uh, Norris Mwube, uh, a man who was a principal out in the United States. Uh, he was Zimbabwean who'd been in the United States since 1996. Unfortunately, he passed away this past week in an accident. And uh, his niece, uh, Malia Siziva, as well, who was in the accident, also died. His kids were also in the accident. Uh, he, he was a guy, apparently, who used to take kids or to um, to school. Kids couldn't get a ride and so forth. So there were five kids, including his own, uh, who were twins. Uh, yeah, the, the, the one of them, Malia, passed away. The other kids are still in the hospital now, sort of thing. So it's pretty sad. Absolutely sad. Uh, yeah, what what else happened? Uh, yeah, big news, big big, absolutely big news. Let's first talk about uh, the bigger news. Uh, Cuthbert Dube has been kicked out of Zifa. If you remember last week, I'd say that he had just decided to quit Zifa, but Zifa was like, and he, he had said, you know, I'll, I'll stick around until like uh, the end of the year or something, fifth of December, when there's a new president, and then can do whatever. And then they were like, no, 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 no. No, no thanks. Uh, go get out. And they kicked him out and his whole board. And now Jonathan, my she guys, has taken over as the acting Zifa um, president and that sort of thing. Thing. Uh, Cuthbert now wants his $1 million because he used to throw, throw pouring a lot of money into football and that sort of thing. And then in bigger news, Seth Blatter, Seth Blatter, of course, Seth. Oh. I'll never call him Seth. Seth Blatter, the world uh, football president, uh, has quit. No, well, he hasn't quit. He's been kicked out. He kicked out. Remember, he quit a couple of uh, months ago. He's been provisionally suspended for 90 days over allegations of uh, maladministration. He's being investigated by the Swiss authorities. It's over a deal uh, in which, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the UEFA president, um, what is his name? Uh, Michel Platini, yeah, that guy who's actually trying to take over the the FIFA presidency, was paid for a job nine years after he left FIFA. So there were growth in proprieties that was that was suspected there, but uh, apparently, uh, you know, the the two guys say there's nothing untoward, and it's just the ethics committee not understanding the rules, and and you know, there's all sorts of ridiculous things going on. So Seth Blatter is has been suspended provisionally for 90 days. But the person who's taken off his job is a guy who's, ne- who's who's had all sorts of accusations around him. Isa Hayatu, who's the CAF president. So he took over because uh, the constitution is the longest serving and pretty much surviving uh, FIFA president. Yeah, so it's kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, big news that came out this week uh, uh, was to do with the Jan Jam logo. I don't know if you saw that. Jan Jam is an awesome um, uh, menswear uh, retail store. Yeah, that's what they call them in Zimbabwe. And they've got a logo that looks uh, disturbingly uh, similar to that of American TV show Mad Men. So there was a good article that was written by a guy by the name of Tapiwa. 
uh, he put it on his blog and there was like a huge fallout and this sort of thing. I'm hoping they're going to change the logo because unless they've got licensing and that sort of thing, you know, it could turn out to be something really dis- uh, disturbing. Well, what's happening this weekend? Uh, the Samba girls are in town. Uh, so, you know, the, all that stuff is happening. It's going to be pretty exciting. Uh, I saw them the other day and, yeah, they, they do dance very well. Um, yeah. 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 Pretty exciting. So, yeah. They, yeah, it's all part of the uh, carnival and that sort of thing. Big uh, other thing that happened, there's a heat wave that has just taken over Zimbabwe at the moment. Uh, so temperatures are going to be disturbingly high. Uh, they're saying in Bybridge, temperatures are going to be as high as 45 degrees Celsius over the weekend. Uh, in uh, Kariba, t- throughout the two-week period, uh, temperatures could go as high as 42 degrees Celsius. It's going to be crazy. In Arare... Okay, as high as high as 35, Mbulao as high as 36 degrees, uh, just to name a couple of other places. So just take care of everybody, especially little kids and little animals. I've noticed that little animals just keep yourself uh, hydrated and that sort of thing. Yeah. Anyway. And then finally, Zimbabwe cricket uh, lost uh, the series against Pakistan in the uh, uh, fashion 2-1. Uh, and then they started off uh, the tour that Ireland, um, but you know, the match against Ireland, like always, ended in the last over. I mean, they've played seven matches, and yeah, they've all ended. Uh, in the, I mean, not all of them. Four of the seven matches have ended in the last over. Yeah, it's pretty intense. The name is Larry. You're listening to the Criticast. So the uh, Minister of Tourism has decided, come up with this idea that we're going to legalize shabins in Zimbabwe. And uh, off the cuff, you know, for guys who like to go to have uh, drinks in the old traditional shabin type of settings and that sort of thing. Yeah, this all sounds very well and dandy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. And, like, you know, some people just like that. You know, just go to somebody's house and have a whole bunch of drinks. Uh, the Minister of uh, Tourism told... Uh, uh, people who were in parliament, parliamentarians, that's what we call them, told them that there was this thing that they were planning to do and uh, it's going to happen and they want legislators to do it and it's going to get a couple of cabinet approval. That's going to have, we could even rename them domestic hospitality spots or something. Can't remember what it is. Anyway, uh, and, and you know what? When you think about it, uh, the opportunity is there for expanding the economy, so that's great. So, you know, aspects of the economy become accessible to people, the people are able to do more stuff in the economy. So, in principle, it sounds like a really good, a good idea. Uh, you, these people per, who already shine, run illegal ship beans get uh, put, put, passed on to the, into the formal sector of the economy. Now, um, that's that. But the other side of it all, there's lots of things. We've always had uh, zoning laws in Zimbabwe where certain areas you couldn't have any alcohol being served because they're residential areas. We always try to keep certain areas safe and that sort of thing because, you know, drunken disorderly conduct so generally emanated from all sorts of drinks. In, in effect, what would often happen is that if you wanted to have a party, it still happens right now, you needed to quote to get a, a, a what you call it, a license from the police because you're going to make noise for the neighbors and that sort of thing. And there's going to be lots of parking around. Now, if, this, if your neighbor is just going to always have parking around and, that sort of thing, and people drinking all the time, and, you know, now your kids are walking out the door and right next door is a drinking place, you know, I don't know about that. Like, from, I don't think I want to have myself living next to a place where all sorts of, uh, you know, conduct that I don't want my kids being exposed to is taking place. 
you know, uh, and you know, uh, with, with the way things are already, you know, you get into the regular clubs, kids are kids are already being let into clubs. What's going to stop my neighbor selling uh, alcohol to my kids and that sort of thing? So I, I'm worried about that. I mean, you know, they're saying they're not just giving anyone uh, access. They're saying there's a proper registration process that's going to take place and that sort of thing, which is all very well and dandy, but we've got to look at that, look at that very carefully. I mean, I don't want my wife you know, one day coming home and this guy was harassing her because he just had a, few, a bit too much to drink. And they say, oh, no, this is one weird person. But, you know, no, no. Why don't we have just areas in which, you know, certain areas where alcohol is sold? Yeah, and I think for guys, you want to lead the idea of leaving home. Like, imagine now, if you want to go and watch football at the pub, then they tell you, just go and watch quite my ninja next door. It's weird. So, I mean, there's got to be a lot of th- thought that's going to put around that because it's just like, yo, Stolen, like, you know, alcohol places right next door. You know, in effect, if you look at it as a guy, you don't you don't normally drink at a place that's to your, close to your house, do you? Because you, you know you don't you know they say muroi So you know if you want to do some crazy stuff, you want to do it somewhere far from your house. And then now you're gonna have other crazies come and do crazy things to close to your house, right next to your house. I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do around that. In my opinion, just build establishments that, that just in certain areas. That's how it is. I know, I know we like the idea of the whole shabine and so forth, but make it cheaper for the woman who owns a shabine to be able, or man, man owns a shabine, whatever it is. I don't know. My head, one person who owns a shabine is usually a woman. But anyway, um, make it cheaper for them to be able to rent a lot of these beer halls that are now just laying dormant. The, the city council is still charging exorbitant prices for you to run. So, I don't know. It's something that needs to be looked at. Great idea, but implementation might be a bit dodgy. On the other side, we talk about faking it in bed. Yeah, interesting opinions that's going to come out. The name is Larry. You listen to the Quiddicast, and yeah, in the relationship segment, which is always the final part of the Quiddicast, I asked. Um, I want to know if faking orgasms is acceptable. If so, why? If no, give a reason. Are there times it is absolute? It is an absolute necessity. And uh, did you know that gents do it too? You know, and that sort of thing. I'm going to talk about the gents doing it too. But for now, let me just get the opinions that I got on um, the, the social media, different social media platforms, starting off with uh, what I got on um, uh, WhatsApp. And then afterwards, I'll read what I got on uh, we, Facebook. We girls, we understand that guys have a bigger sex drive than girls, right? For example, you know, I'm not going to fight that empire and it. And Empire will be showing at 7.30. We're watching TV. Sometimes girls, we just want to cuddle. Kiss you and cuddle. The next thing you know, you kiss and cuddle a dude. I will go This is 7 o'clock, right? I was at Empire, I was at 7.30. I was at Empire, I was at Empire, and that's 10 past. Quarter past, I was at Empire, and everything. And I was at Empire, 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 Oh yes, I'm gonna fake the orgasm because I wanna watch TV. The same as for guys as well. It's a derby day. City is playing manual, right? everything. Then we do that. He's gonna try to fix the orgasm because he wanna watch his game. Sometimes it's the simple things that makes people fake the orgasm. Like we have to accommodate each other's hobbies, you know? And besides, I think people should talk about stuff to avoid these silly things. Because honestly, 
Yes, I know people fake orgasms and um, is there anyway from the lady's side and men's side they fake as well. You Sometimes you can tell this is a fake action. But the main problem is that it's something that someone can do from their heart and from their mind and brain. So sometimes it's hard to tell, you know, but it's there. I don't think it's a necessity because it's good to be you and it's good not to fake things in life. But sometimes partners do it because they want to please their, their partners and sometimes they want to make them feel happy or make them feel good. But it's not necessary, honestly. It's good to be just you. If it's, it happened, it happened. If not, then you just know next time. But people I honestly don't see why people should be faking orgasms. If you're in a sexual relationship, you should be able to tell your partner how you are feeling in terms of this whole, you know, sexual relationship. If they're not touching you in the right places, not pushing the right buttons, direct them, show them, you know, so that you can you can be able to, you know, get that happy ending. Or if you were too tired for sex, you should have just said so, because that's another reason why people then fake orgasms. If it's, you know, I just feel people should be comfortable enough to talk to each other about things like that, um, because the whole point of sex is that happy ending. So, yeah, I don't get the concept of faking orgasms. Yeah, so those were voice notes I got over WhatsApp. Uh, then talk, well, get the, was, was the, wasn't that just us <laughs> crazy? She faked it so that she could watch uh, Empire, and he fakes it because he wants to watch football. Yeah, it's, yeah different reasons. Anyway, uh, getting on to Facebook, uh, sometimes you got to do things to end. That's uh, from Erin. Uh, Lavender asks how gents fake it, because you can tell when a man has orgasm. And she says, as for women, sometimes you get that guy who thinks he's the best lay you've ever had. So you just, you just fake it so that it stops. And then Marcy, who's a regular contributor, says, very necessary. Sex is like uh, communication. How you respond uh, to uh, it and interactions you have with your other could be soul building or destroying. Sometimes you need to fake it. Faking it doesn't mean he's bad at it. It just means that interaction that day didn't have a crescendo. Not all interactions have and should have one. Sometimes it's your own fault. You didn't relax enough. You were not in the mood or it didn't, it didn't hit the right spot for you. So why would you want to burden the other person by telling them? Your climax is your responsibility. You need to get yourself into the right frame of, uh, uh, of mind or create the atmosphere or activity that uh, also favors you too. Men fake too. And yes, when women fake more. Doesn't mean that they do not enjoy the sex with each other. Uh, then also, Siatemba says, one thing I learned in life is rather fake it than destroy a man's ego. Uh, Kimberly says, well, sometimes you fake it because of pity to make him feel adequate, even though it was a waste. Some uh, Rory says, sometimes we gents are not getting anything anywhere either and uh, don't think we will. So, so we yell, Hiawata, and run off to find a place to stash the condom. 
Uh, that's your that's an answer for you. Uh, there was a uh, lavender. I think was asked how it's done. Um, she, Theodora says, "Faking it, please. The more you shout and scream, you give him more power to keep on as unedited. Is zero out of ten act? So I can't. I ain't gonna do that to anybody. Sorry. Reminds me of waiting to exhale when you're wondering. Uh, some scene from wait, wait, waiting to exhale. Some, Alfred Better says, we do it because most guys' egos can't handle the truth, and at times you're tired and just want it over and done with. Uh, then uh, Jarmaker says, you better love that guy. Uh, Charmaine guys says, guys do it too. Lies, yes, sometimes an absolute necessity. And then Norma's, Norma says, it's, uh, it depends. If you love the person, then honest communication is the best way to go. I think what I liked was uh, the comment uh, by Marcy that sometimes it, it doesn't have to always be about brutal honesty and that sort of thing. Uh, you, you know when you're having you know verbal communication with your partner, sometimes you're brutally honest because that day that was necessary and sometimes you mollycoddle and you butter the truth a little bit and that sort of thing and, and you know it sort of it sort of goes away. I think at the end of the day, um, the, the obsession with having to climax when it comes to sex is 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 a myth because it's not necessarily about the orgasm it's about the communication between the two people and you know whatever whatever it is and whatever level it is and i i think expecting that sex should always be the same all the time and that if you came last week then it must come this week and must always be the same way and must always be in the same position creates a mundane sort of culture and that sort of thing. I'll tell you, there are guys who just go and use prostitutes simply because of bodily contact. I mean, you know, because this is something completely different. It's, it's, I'm not saying they should. I mean, in fact, I'm going to talk about something else that I came across on the internet the other day. It was someone who says, a woman who wrote an article that uh, what they call maintenance sex is necessary. Now, when I say maintenance sex, I'm not talking about, you know, uh, maintenance as in you know whatever it is but maintain maintaining the relationship sometimes you just go through uh sex as a chore so as to keep the relationship going because uh, you know you never know sometimes if the person doesn't feel like it and they say they have a headache you're not you're thinking maybe they got some from somewhere else or there's something i did wrong and so it is so sometimes people just do it as maintenance to, to get it over and done with even though they want to get they have something else to do the key thing to do of course is where it's necessary have the communication. It shouldn't be a situation where it's faked all the time. This is the other thing. I think there are times that where, you know, sensitive situations where it might be prudent to, you know, fake it. Um, not encouraging it out there. And if your guy can, or woman can take brutal honesty, I mean, not many people can do that, but you know, they can take it and tell them that, yeah, you, you suck. <laughs> That's a completely different thing. Anyway, with that, I say thank you very much for joining me on this week's Criticast. On the other, um, I'll see you again next week. Uh, catch me on ZFM Stereo every Friday with a show called The Switch. My co-host, Kundai Gianica, between 6.30 and 7 p.m. Uh, that is uh, powered by the movement. And also catch me on Tuesday nights with uh, Sean Tafiri Nika on the same station, ZFM Stereo, as I talk football, Tuesday night football. And with that, uh, also get in touch with me via email, info at ladikwitirai.com or get, get in touch with me on Twitter at Quirirai. Yeah, yeah, Quirirai has got a Y-I at the end. And with that, I leave you with the wise words from, uh, uh, what is that, Life of Brian, which it says, you were born with nothing, and when you die, you're going to leave with nothing. So what you got to worry about?
nothing. The name is Larry. It's been the Quiddicast. Take care of yourself. If you don't like them, I'm sure your sister will. Hey, babe, you want to go out?